Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the second half of Jeremiah, the prophet Yirmiyo, chapter 32, 32b. So we're going to complete the sec- this chapter, 32. In the first chapter, we read of the, of the um, sale that uh, uh, Jeremiah, the prophet, was in the prison yard and God told him that his cousin was going to come to sell him his field that was in Anatot, and God told him to go ahead and purchase the field from him. Despite the fact that this was in the middle of the siege, the Babylonians and the Chaldeans um, were outside the city gates, uh, laying siege and about to breach the city gates. Jerusalem was about to fall. There was starvation and disease and people dying by the sword in the streets. And in the middle of all of this, God told Jeremiah, go ahead and purchase the field. And Jeremiah did it. He did what he was told. He gave him the money. And it seemed like a, a silly act. Um, in At this point, the field is obviously worthless. It's, it's out there. It's outside the city. It's in a place which has already been taken by the Babylonians. But... Jeremiah understood that the reason why God wanted him to do it was in order to uh, demonstrate that one day in the future there will be a redemption. We will come back to Jerusalem. People will uh, buy and sell fields again. And then after that, Yirmiyahu, in front of the people, turned to God and prayed, God, with all of this going on, you have the power and the might and the ability to perform any kind of miracle. You could... Save us from the Babylonians and the, and the Chaldeans. You can um, give us somehow some way out of this. You can uh, do, perform all sorts of miracles. You split the sea. You um, killed the army of the Assyrians when they surrounded the city of Jerusalem. All these miracles that you did, you're most powerful. But what yet, what is it that you do? You ask me to do this act, which seems silly and seems uh, small. So God answers him, and that's where we're about to begin now. God answers him as follows. Verse 26. And the word to Jeremiah, the answer to Yirmiyahu was as follows. Behold, yes, I am God, I am the God of all living flesh. Is there anything too wonderful for me to do? Of course not. I can do anything. I, and I could save you from the Chaldeans. I could perform some sort of miracle. I could perform some sort of sign to show the people. However, Lachain, therefore, because I am the God of all flesh, I am the God of all living beings, therefore, I have said, say, I say as follows, I am going to give this city into the hands of the Chaldeans. And it is going to fall into the hands of Nebuchadrezzar, the king of Babylon, and he will capture it. I rule over everything. I'm not going to perform a miracle now to save the people because I am God over all human beings and I am going to allow the the Babylonians to win this battle. And the Chaldeans who are waging war against this city are going to come. And they are going to 
set fire to the city and burn it down. And all of the homes within the city will burn. All of those homes, those homes where they made uh, inc- burned incense on the rooftops of those homes to the idol of the Baal. And they poured libations to other gods in such a way that it aroused my anger. Because the people were unfaithful to me, I am not going to do any kind of miracle to save them. Nope, nothing for me here. I'm going to allow nature to take its course and the powerful army is going to win this battle. Because, this is verse 30, the people of Israel and the people of Judah, in other words, the northern kingdom, which has already been destroyed, and the southern kingdom of Judah, all of them, from the beginning of their times, they're constantly and always, they've been doing evil in my eyes. Because these children of Israel, they are constantly angering me with their actions. So no, no miracles. Because this city, from the time that they built it until this very day, it has aroused my anger and my wrath. From the time they built it until today, therefore it must be removed from my presence. This is verse 32. In retribution for all of the bad that has been done by the people of Israel, and the people of Judah, that they did, in such a way that it angered me, Hema, they, Malchehem, their kings, Sorehem, their officers and leaders, Kohanehem, their priests, Nevihem, and their false prophets, Ve'ishuda, and all of the people, the general public of Judah, Ve'yoshvishalayim, and all the residents of Jerusalem. In other words, at all levels of society, they were corrupt. The, the leadership, the religious leadership, the, the, um, the, the, the priestly leadership, the, the false prophets, the kings, the officers, everything. Corruption, top to bottom. They didn't turn towards me and face towards me to pray, to worship, to learn, to hear what I had to teach. But rather they turned my, their backs to me and ignored everything I tried to tell them. And I tried to teach them. I diligently tried to teach them, repeatedly tried to teach them the right way. Still, they refused to listen. They refused to accept instruction. They refused to listen. Instead, they placed, she could say, they placed their, this is verse 34, their vile idols in the house that I called my name upon it, to make it to make it unholy and defiled. Now this could mean that they actually did place um, idols in the temple, or it could be that this is referring to the worship in the temple that was supposedly being done to God was disgusting before God. If you remember, Isaiah chapter 1 used, this, used the term uh, to, uh, chapter 1 verse 13 for example stop bringing to me false um, these false offerings 
The incense is an abomination to me. God had called the the actions of the people in the temple an abomination. Similarly over here, what God could be saying is either that they actually did put idols in the temple, which is obviously would be would have been a horrific defilement, but he could also have been referring to the 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 worship in the temple itself was Shikut Sehem was disgusting. And Vayivnu et Bamot, and this is uh, um, uh, verse 35, Vayivnu et Bamot Habal Asher Ben Hinom, and they built altars to the Baal in the valley of Ben Hinom. This almost kind of backs up what I said in the previous verse, that the previous verse was talking to the, uh, about the, the, the temple worship being disgusting. And because it, then it says afterwards that the Bamot Habal were built in Gay Ben Hinom, in the valley of Ben Hinom not in the temple itself. Lavir, and to do things that were so disgusting and so far from anything that I ever could have wanted from you, God says, that they would sacrifice their sons and daughters to the molech, which was an um, idol, that, uh, which child sacrifice, the horrific, horrific practice of child sacrifice was practiced in worship of this idol. I would never, ever have commanded such a thing. And God says, this is something that could never have entered into my mind. That people should do such disgusting and horrible things. In such a way that Judah had become so full of corruption and, 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 and uh, guilt. Verse 36, Viata, now, therefore. So because of all of this, because of this, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything to change the outcome of this battle. The Chaldeans, the Babylonians attacked, and I'm gonna let them attack, and I'm gonna let them destroy the city and take it into their possession. Viata, and now this so says God. So says God the Lord of Israel, Elohirazot to this city. That you are saying that it's being given into the hands of the king of Babylon in sword and in famine and in pestilence and in disease. Yes, I am giving over the city, but I do have a message. And this is the God's answer. I'm not going to come down and do any special miracles now, but I do want you to teach the people that there will be a future, that this is not the end. I will gather the people eventually from all of the lands that I have sent them to. I did send them there in my anger and in my um, wrath and in my great rage, but I will return them to this place and settle them here in safety. I will settle them here in safety. And they will be for me for a nation. And I will be their God. In other words, yes, I am not, I mean, no, I am not going to come down and perform some major miracles. But I do want you to know that this is not the end. They will be scattered because, yes, I am angry. I am, have great wrath. They will be scattered around the world, but they will one day be gathered here again. And in this future, I will, I will give to them one heart and one way 
to fear me, to be in awe of me, to revere me is a better word, actually. To revere me, kolayamim, for all those days, for all, for all time, for all future, litovalayam, in a way that it would be good for them, vilivnehem achariam, and for their children and their grandchildren and so on. This lev echad, viderech echad, is the unity of purpose that will happen that was described in the previous chapter that Jeremiah talked about. That the people of the north and the people of the south, the people of all the classes of society, and the people of the entire world will then serve me together, with one heart, in one way. And I will then make an eternal covenant with them, that I will not turn my back from them. That I will be there to give good to them. And the key being, I will put my, um, I will instill reverence for me into their hearts. So that they will never turn aside from me. In other words, my presence, like we learned before, that new covenant is the covenant of the type where the closeness to God is so glaringly clear and obvious that the people will follow me. I will no longer be distant in such a way that people will question whether or not there is love between me and the people. But rather, I will be so close that there will be no room to have such a question. It will be in their hearts and souls the knowledge of the closeness of the people to God. And I will rejoice over them um, in order to do good to them. And I will plant them in this land in truth. In, so Ahmed could be describing the planting, that I'm going to plant them in a true way, meaning a true, meaning long-lasting forever. be with my entire heart, and all my soul, with God speaking as if he was a person, saying with all my heart and soul, God speaks in, in the language of man, even though obviously he doesn't have a heart or a soul, so to speak. This also nitatim ba'aretz hazos be'emet could mean when in this time the people will be planted be'emet in a truthful way. They will learn that truth is the way to be planted in this land. And then verse, uh, verse 42, Kicho amar Adonai, because so says God, Kasher hevetiel amazeiz kolero hagdola azot, just like I am bringing this evil upon these people, I am also going to bring all of the good that I promised, promised to them. And fields will once again be purchased in this land. This land which you say now is desolate and devoid of man and animals. And being given over to the hands of the Kastim, to the Chaldeans, one day there will be fields purchased. This is why I want you to do this silly symbol. To show the people that even though, yes, this disaster is happening now, and no, I'm not going to intervene with some kind of miraculous uh, uh, redemption, but one day there will be a future, and that future, the good future will happen just like the bad present is happening now. And Sados Bakesev Yiknu, people will purchase fields for money, and it will be written down in contracts and it will be signed. And people will bear witness in the lands of Benjamin and in the surrounding cities of Jerusalem and all the cities of Judah 
in the cities and the mountains, in the cities, um, in the Shefela area of Arihanegev in the cities in the south, because I am going to bring them back from their captivity. So says God. So this was God's answer to Jeremiah. Yes, I mean, no, I am not going to intervene with some great miracle. Yes, that is, even though I am all powerful, because the people deserve this punishment now. But I am also making a promise about the future. And this action that I asked you to do was a symbol. A symbol to show the people that they should know that one day the redemption will come. Thank you so much for studying chapter 32 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 33 and of course the rest of the book of Jeremiah.